listener family, and welcome to the kitchen table for another episode of Normal with Autism, the podcast where we inspire, inform, and increase inclusion. This episode is called Normal in La La Land. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. And we're so glad you're here today. Um, But please stop what you're doing. Go hit the pause button. Go rate, review, and subscribe because ear holes, mm-hmm. right? And please follow us over uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a little shout out at Normal with Autism on Facebook and Instagram. Guess what? What? We went to LA. We did. Oh my God. We went to LA. I still can't believe we did it. I know. Can we all just, let's take a deep breath. Okay. If you're in your car on the treadmill, don't close your eyes, but we'll take a deep breath together. It's been over a week ago and I'm still kind of processing all the LA goodness. Yeah. It was amazing. That we experienced over those two days. We have quite a story to tell. We do. It I'm, may, I'm just now caught up on sleep. It may just now. Just now. That jet jet lag is real. Well, yeah, that and eating midnight tacos instead of going to bed. <laughs> In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> we ate midnight tacos. Well, here's here's a pre. Let's share with our our listener family first a preview of the story that we're going to share today. Our story involves. Are you ready for this? Uh huh. Oprah tequila. Yeah, I did. Photography. Yep. A comedy club. Mm. Rob Bell. (sighs) Mama Bears. A new grandfather. The Ocean. A Canadian minister and avocado toast. Mm. Expensive avocado toast. A Prince tribute concert with a gardener. And how we all discovered that our joy is just below the surface of it all. It's a lot. We're going to we might have to break this down into two episodes. I haven't decided yet. Um, so where do we start? We should start like way back. We're going to take it to the way back. Okay. Um, like three months ago, like three months ago, it's February now. And like in, wasn't it like in November? Mm-hmm. I was like, I texted you and I was like, Hey Sarah, do you want to go to LA? And what was your immediate? So my immediate thought was your immediate response. Wow. That sounds fun. And then my anxiety was like, da, 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 da. You can't do that. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And How then, does your anxiety sound just like that? Um, it sounds like me, but scarier. Okay. Um, <laughs> More angsty dragony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, you know what? Screw you, anxiety. I've got the money. I've got the time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And I still like can't believe I actually did it. Like up until the like the day <laughs> we flew out, I was like it's not too late to back out. Like I know you paid a lot of money for this, but you don't have to go. There was the week before we went and I was holding my breath for like a couple of days cuz I was like Sarah's going to call me and tell me something happened and she can't go. Yeah. Not that I don't trust you, but I just know how bad anxiety gets for you sometimes yeah it does for me as well 
And I was like, something's going to happen. I'm going to be sick. Somebody's going to be sick. Something's going to happen. No, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was too. Okay. I'm glad it didn't go that way. But let's say why I was just so back in like November ish, I was on the Rob Bell website. And for those of you who don't know, Rob Bell is one of my gurus. He's, Rob Bell is Tara's Tina Fey. Yes. He's like Brene Brown. He's like Elizabeth Gilbert. He's like all of those people. He's one of my gurus. And he's like he, Oprah. He's like Oprah. He like hung out with Oprah for a while is what he told us. That was amazing it to seems hear. Seems like a humble brag. I know, right? Like, oh, I just Oprah. No big deal. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Okay, whatever. We just talked about Weight Watchers. Exactly. That's what she's doing with Tina right now. Is they're, she? On, they're on tour talking about Weight Watchers. Watchers. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so it was it's Rob Bell and he's a former pastor, current podcaster, writer, speaker, tour person of the world. And he is amazing. And I think I like everything he talks about, like it really resonates with me and I appreciate his work regularly. So he had on his website, like, you can come to L.A. and you can spend two days in a workshop with me and we will talk about where you are stuck in your creative process or like in any kind of project that you're working on. And something inside of me was just like, well, yeah, that's what I need to do next. I need to go to L.A. And then I was like, well... I'm going to go by myself, but I'd rather have somebody go with me. And then I said, Sarah, you should go with me to L.A. And that was the universe and the divine coming together because you said, sure. But first, <laughs> you texted me. I texted my friend Liza. Oh, yes. He was awesome. Who's from Colorado mm-hmm. and was like, Liza, I want to go to L.A. Will you come to L.A. with me so I can go to L.A. with Tara? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Because that's she just like does like super fun, cool stuff all the time. That's what she does. Yeah. So Liza said yes. So I said yes. So you said yes. And it all. So we what we did was we got on a plane from Columbus and we flew to Chicago, and then we flew to L.A., and we met Liza there. Mm-hmm. I had zero expectations, to be honest with you. I thought I was just going to kind of fangirl out for a couple of days, mm-hmm. like you would if you met Tina Fey. I, I wouldn't be able to function. i talk a big game, but I would not be able to function. You'd pass out? I would. You would pass out. Would. Well, you said, you said, I'm going to go walk dogs in somebody's neighborhood, and just wait for someone famous to be like, you look like fun. Do you want to come to my house and drink some orchid water? <laughs> I didn't put the orchid water in the preview delicious. of our story. But so I had zero expectations. I thought I was going to fangirl out for a few days because I was going to be in the same room with Rob Bell for a couple of days. And then like maybe learn some cool stuff. Pelvis to pelvis. <laughs> I envision you both just like sitting in a backwards chair, dangerous mind style, just like reciting Dylan Thomas poetry. But maybe that's because I really like Michelle Pfeiffer. With Coolio in the background. Yeah. What's the Eve? I don't even know the song. What's the song? Gangsta's Paradise? Do you need me to sing it? 
<laughs> That's the please? first CD I ever bought. Was it really? Actually, I bought that and TLC Crazy Sexy Cool at the same time. So Don't go chasing waterfalls. See, I wasn't going to do it. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> My, I had to work my shoulders there a little bit. All right. So I had zero expectations. I was going to go learn some cool stuff. I was going to hang out with Rob Bell. Maybe I would meet some cool people. I had no idea. I was even completely like, why am I even going to this? I don't belong here. And then that's it was that I was going to learn about podcast writing stuff, whatever, be done. Completely crazy oh my god blew my expectations out of the water there was a lot of crazy energy when we flew into la yes because what happened when we were boarding from chicago to la right kobe bryant we got the news about kobe unfortunately and his daughter and that was like you could see it kind of ripple through yeah the airport in the plane everybody was just like oh my god is this real and we were like yeah oh my god it's real And it was great. I even had my friend Mahan, who lives now in California. He was like, first of all, you're flying in on the day of the Grammys. Yes. So we were within 10 square miles of Lizzo. We were going to put that out there. We were. If that was the only thing that happened, it would have been awesome. Right. And then he was like, so don't go anywhere near downtown because everybody's there for the Grammys and everybody's there mourning Kobe and his daughter and the other folks who passed away in that awful accident. So we were like, oh, my God, okay. So there was a lot of crazy energy mm-hmm. just coming into the city. Um, and then we went to the Airbnb. It was a nice Airbnb. We met Liza. We went and got tacos and orchid water. Mm-hmm. Just It was like it was just very cool and easy and fun, right? Yeah. And then we got up Monday morning, and we went for our... Our bougie breakfast. Our bougie breakfast at the Chateau Marmont. Oh, it's so much fun. I had never even heard of this place before. How have you never heard of it? I don't... Everyone knows the Chateau Marmont. Well, I do now, and I'm I'm sad I didn't know what it was until now. How how did you know about it? Share with people how you know about it. Well, I knew about it. Well, I knew it as the place that Belushi died. Um... But then also, I read a book uh, recently. You know, it's just one of those places, like, there's so many stories. Like, so many things have happened there. Um, but I read a book recently called Daisy Jones and the Six. And it's about uh, a band in the 70s. And a lot of it happened at the Chateau Marmont. Like, writing the album and, um, like, different things happened at the Chateau. Oh, so it's like a real, like, this is a real story. This really happened. No, well, so it's a fictional book. Okay, okay. But it's loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. Oh, so it's kind of historical-ish fiction? It's like... Kind of? I don't know. Well, because the Chateau is a real place. Right. Right. Right, so like a lot of it takes place at the Chateau. Okay. Um, But like I knew of it before that anyway. But like, I don't know, it was just cool to be there and be like, so many famous people have been here. Like, this is just like it's LA like it's on the strip like I don't know it's just like iconic if you could take LA and boil it down to a restaurant 
yeah it is the chateau yeah like Marmont. like hotel restaurant like so much has happened here right right um so yeah i don't know it was just really cool yeah and i had no idea what i didn't know i you were just like i want to go here and i was like okay that sounds like a great idea and we walk in and first of all we it's couldn't gorgeous well first of all we couldn't find the entrance that's true we went all around that place we almost went into the kitchen i was just gonna start whipping stuff up you were just like, where do we go? And this really nice... I think everybody, when they saw us, could tell. Like, people would... They're like, like oh, they're from the Midwest. <laughs> people would ask us very nicely. They were like, oh, are you from out of town? And we're like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're from Ohio. And they're like, oh. Uh, it was like a light bulb. <laughs> right. They were like, oh, that that explains so much at this point. So we go into this gorgeous hotel. It's all, like, original... Like 1920s, almost like a cross between the hotel from American Horror Story Mm -hmm. and like the the house from American Horror. It's like all of those lovely wood elements, Mm -hmm. stained glass fountains kind of thing. Mood lighting. Palm trees, tents, wicker chairs. Yeah. And we go and we sat down. We were the only people there. Well, yeah, because it was 7.30 in the morning. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was 10.30 Ohio time. That's so right. we were, like, ready. Right, right. We were hungry. And we got breakfast. You had pancakes. I ate these blueberry pancakes with lemon butter that made me cry because they were so delicious. They were $18, and I would have paid $18 a piece. They were that freaking good. Ugh, it's, it's the best thing I ever ate. We made best friends with our waiter. Luigi, shout out. Luigi was amazing. He's the best. He is so cute. And we had brought, and we were just like in awe, and we were taking pictures. We're like, we're walking around the restaurant taking pictures, and we're like apologizing while we're taking pictures. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's fine. You're the only ones here. But if other people come in, don't do this. <laughs> just, just stop and sit down and act like you're normal. So that happened. So I have to get up and go. Because I'm going to go hang out with Rob Bell from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. And 30 new friends. Right? Yeah. What happened He's after like, I left? So Luigi's like, I'm going to bring you guys some mimosas. And like, I don't drink ever. I drink like two drinks a year. And if I have two, I start crying. And trying to. <laughs> and wiping my tears with my dress. Right. It's not a good look. Right. Um. <laughs> So he's like, I'm going to bring you guys some mimosas. And I'm like, I'm in L.A., whatever, I'm going to do it. And so I was like, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so good. Had you never had a mimosa no. before? Oh, my God. No. And then he was like, oh, you like that? I'm going to bring you some Oprah tequila. And we're like, what? <laughs> so he's like, yeah, Oprah threw a party here once, and she brought this tequila with her, so now we serve it. So here, you try it. And I was like, all right. And I've never had tequila either. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, oh, cool. I just had Oprah tequila. So it's 9 30 10 o'clock at this point and i'm sitting in my my conference and we had just gotten started and my phone's pinging and i get sarah pictures of sarah holding <laughs> like looking very happy <laughs> and holding oprah tequila i didn't know it was oprah tequila at the time but she's like look i'm having oprah tequila while you're sitting in a conference with your hero. Was that was that the last drink he offered you? Was Oprah tequila? 
Um, he offered us bourbon too, but I was like, no, no, I've had my limit. (laughs) (laughs) I wondered what would have happened if you would have taken the bourbon. Did Liza take the bourbon? Yes. Okay. But it was one of those things that I like, I never would do. Like I never would do that in Ohio, but I was like, I'm in LA. I don't have anxiety in LA. I'm going to just do it and just see like you, I'm gonna have fun and see your what happens. anxiety took a vacation it did it Amazing. was crazy yeah okay yeah so then we um like it was just so fun like we talked about politics and all the different like famous people stories that he had like it was just so cool like everywhere we went like people were just so cool they were um I think there was maybe like only one or two people who were kind of just not nice Everybody else was just They're very from Ohio, though. Probably, yeah. Everybody else was just very like talking to us and hey, yeah. how's it going? And, and like if we mentioned like oh we have a podcast, they'd be like oh my gosh, what's your podcast about? What's the name? How do I listen to it? But like it was just like people were so supportive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was just the best. Everybody was very kind while we were out there, yeah, which was cool. And not everybody looked like a supermodel, which that's I was... because you didn't go to Runyon Canyon. Oh. me and Liza did I was gonna say tell us about Runyon Canyon everyone in Runyon Canyon looked famous even the dogs Mm -hmm. so me and Liza were like we're just gonna sit at this picnic table and see what happens (laughs) see if we meet anybody but then literally everyone looked famous I was gonna say (laughs) would you have been able to recognize I think so somebody like unless they were like you're like oh my god that's it that person right yes right like oh my god it's Alice Trebek like right no that wouldn't yeah do you think he hikes Runyon Canyon I mean probably not anymore all right that was sad sorry I should have I should have picked a different celebrity that's okay Kevin Smith (laughs) Yeah, I was. I would have recognized Kevin Smith right away. He got skinny though, right? Like I probably wouldn't have recognized him. He got skinny like Keith got skinny. Yeah, yeah. Which is why they look even more alike now. It's kind of yeah. creepy, weird. Okay. Anyway, back to so you guys went from Chateau Marmont. Uh huh. Took a lot of beautiful pictures. Uh huh. We'll post some on our page, and then you went to Running Canyon. Uh huh. And then what happened? And then we went to Hollywood Boulevard. And found Amy Poehler's star. Oh. Liza got her palm red. Um, and then we went to In-N-Out, which was not that great. I don't know why people are obsessed with it. Not that good. You also went to the man's Chinese theater. Oh, yeah. We went to the Chinese theater. Mm-hmm. Where everybody puts their hands and feet in mm-hmm. cement and signs I was most it. excited to see John Goodman. Oh, <laughs> that's so awesome. I just love him. Uh, and then we just went back to the... Airbnb and hung out until you got back until until I hung out so that was your adventure tell me real quick before we get into my adventure in the workshop so I went into this workshop again zero expectations but I had some major shifts Mm -hmm. I also feel like even though you weren't in the workshop with me I feel like you had some major shifts yeah like I feel like it totally like like it totally changed me what do you think that was about? Because like I had like all these spiritual questions and like existential deep kind of things happening. I think just the fact that I went and I did it and I didn't let anxiety get the best of me. Mm. Like I don't, I don't do that. Like I let anxiety dictate my life so much that this time I was like, no, I'm not playing that tape today. That's Thank right, you, Renee girl. Brown. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I had like the time of my life. And it was just, it was like a revelation to me. 
Like, you don't have to let anxiety run your life. So you completely stepped out of your comfort zone. Completely. Hugely. I Because I was worried. Not worried. I was... My heart was with you because I knew, like, while I was there, like, I was like, oh, gosh, I really hope you have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was concerned about that for you just because I would be like, oh, my gosh, my friend's in a workshop doing stuff. And what am I supposed to do? So it was really great that Liza was there with you that first day. Yeah. But like, I feel like you did. You completely stepped out. Yeah. You did the damn thing. I did the do the damn thing. You did it and you just did it. And it but was even amazing. The second day, like Tuesday, I was by myself. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But then like I went to Burbank and I went to Magnolia Park, which is Vintage Row and shopped at all the like little vintage shops, which was so awesome. How did you not spend a million dollars? Okay. I bought one dress. Do you know where I bought it from? Where? Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Was it was it more bougie because it was in L.A.? It was a very nice Goodwill. Was it a very bougie? It was bougie? a very nice one. What, nice. And it was like the cutest little vintage dress. I'm so excited to mm-hmm. wear it. Um, yeah, but it, like I've, I wouldn't have done that before. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even like going to the mall here. Just tooled around the city by yourself. You yeah. wouldn't have done that before. No. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy. I love it. Okay. So this is the first day. We're on Monday. I go into this room. So here's what it is. I leave Chateau. I get in the Uber. I show up to the Hollywood Improv. Because why wouldn't a former pastor have a communication workshop in a comedy club? Yeah. Which that place is full of history. I'm like, I was so jealous. Makes total sense, right? Yeah. So I show up. And there's, like, all of these other people there, and they all look very, like, when I first saw them, they all looked very professional. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? And then I saw Rob Bell for the first time. And he, all I could think was, like, wow, he's really tall. That's, mm-hmm. like, all my mind would let me process at that point. Mm-hmm. And so we go in. We all sit down. We're in this smaller room. At the Hollywood Improv. There goes my hero was playing by Foo Fighters <laughs> in your internal monologue. If my Yes, my internal soundtrack. How uh-huh. did you know that, that right? Girl, I know you. As he walks by, I'm like, da, da, da. Okay. And then... So Foo Fighters might come back in this story. They might, just a little bit. So we go in, we sit down, <clears throat> and I picked like a spot like kind of towards off to the side, but really it was literally like... There was no bad place to sit because there were only 30 other people there. Mm-hmm. So it was Rob Bell and 30 of us. And he was like right there. And I was like, oh, my God, he's right there. And I'm sitting here. So he sits down, like takes a deep breath. We're all there. And he goes, OK, we're here for the something to say workshop. And we're like, "Yay!" you know, whatever. And he said something else. And then he was like. All right. And he's sitting there and there's an empty chair next to him. And he goes, so who wants to start and where are you stuck? And a very brave girl woman raised her hand and she went up there and and that was it. The the rest of the workshop was like literally everybody just cycled through and sat down with him. And he just asked questions and was like, hey, where are you stuck? 
And it was at that point that I was like, oh, God, I'm not here just because I walked in thinking it was going to be like he was going to lecture mm-hmm. or give us like PowerPoints or like slides. You didn't like, know it would be so intimate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I sat down and I was like, oh, my God, at some point I'm going to go and sit right next to Rob Bell and he's going to look at me and be like, where are you stuck? <laughs> Can you say the gesture? You pelvis just... to pelvis. <laughs> no. Because no. this stage is tiny. So you guys are like facing each other, but like your knees are touching pretty much. We weren't even on the stage. Oh, we were in front of the stage on the floor. Oh, that's even tinier. Right, it was. It was a very, yes, it was very intimate space. Not like romantic intimate, but very right intimate space. Okay. So with that one question, when he said, where are you stuck? It kind of opened up in the room, like this vast space, this connectedness, this creativity, And most importantly, a lot of this joy that I didn't even realize was was going to show up. Mm -hmm. And again, thank God for that one brave woman who went first. And throughout the two days, he basically had most of us come to the front of the room one by one, share where we were stuck, asked us questions, made observations and had our classmates made observations as well. So basically from like 9 a.m. till 5 p.m., all of us together got up. We shared how we were stuck in life or in a project or in some kind of creative work. And what was amazing was that all of these folks, we were all from vastly different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. all all different kind of walks of life. And... um, Like a couple of my favorite people, like I call them the mama bears. One lady talked about how she was trying to tackle systemic injustice and racism inherent in our education system. Mm. And I was like, that's really, that's really big. Yeah. And then another lady talked about how she was trying to encourage people who were new in her career field. She wanted to help grow them. And I was like, that's really big. And then one of my favorites got up there. He's a new grandfather. And he got up and talked about being a new grandfather. And I got to connect with him. Um, And it was just, it was crazy to hear all these different stories. Mm -hmm. And what I was able to do was I was able to hear the questions that Rob asked them and the observations that we all made. Mm -hmm. And each almost each and every one of the questions and observations I could write down and relate it to being a special needs parent. Yeah. Right. To kind of like living our life. Yeah. And it was pretty amazing. Well, I think it's just a really great example of how people are so different, but there's also so much, you know, commonality just in being, is that a word? Commonality. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Just in, you know, the different struggles everyone has, like they're all different, but like people aren't as different as we make it seem, you know, like everyone has their struggles, but you know, the truth for one person can also translate to the truth for another person. And that's exactly part of what I learned while I was there, that even though all of these, nobody else in the room 
there were other parents in the room. Mm-hmm. Nobody else was a special needs parent mm-hmm. that I was aware of. And even though I was the only person from that particular experience, even when I got up and shared my story, people were taking the questions and observations that Rob and the rest of the class made with me, mm-hmm. and they were applying them to their own story. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we talk about how isolating it feels to be in this community, in our special needs community, yeah. and it felt so connected to know that even though they don't get what it's like day to day for you and me mm-hmm. as moms they still get it mm-hmm. like at on some level they get it and i think that felt really good yeah that felt really good so towards the end of day 1 we're still on monday <laughs> towards the end of day 1 at the workshop you guys are getting ready to come meet me cuz we're going to go to see the ocean. To the ocean. That Tara's never seen. The freaking ocean. The Santa Monica Pier. Amazing. Okay, before we get to the ocean. Which was freezing. It was. Rob looks around at everybody and he goes, because you know what despair is. And we were like, no, what's the definition of despair? And he goes, it's the spiritual disease of the belief that tomorrow will be exactly like today. Mm-hmm. Did you just go to church with that? Because I, I did. Praise okay. Him. Okay. That, because up until that point, I hadn't really thought about what I was going to say to him. And I'm usually that person, like, I like to have a little bit of a plan before I talk to somebody that. No. I don't, I didn't want to go up and just be like, hi, Rob Bell. I like bread. Yeah. Because I think he would have thought that would have been a bit weird. But you could say that to Oprah. I probably could. Because she loves bread. She does. She does love bread. Okay. So I was trying to have a little plan and I couldn't, like nothing was coming to me. Like, what am I going to say to him? And then he goes, that's the definition of despair. And I went, oh, ish. Mm -hmm. And he goes, so who wants to go next? And I said, me. And it was like 10 minutes till we were done with the day. He goes, well, we can't do your story in 10 minutes. You'll be the first thing in the morning. And I went, okay, we can do that. And he goes, what do you want to talk about? And this is while I'm sitting up in the front of the room with him, everybody watching. I go, oh, I want to talk about despair. Like all the air leaves the room. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he looks at everybody else. He looks back. He goes, well, that will be a great way to start out tomorrow. And everybody kind of chuckled. And I was like, oh. And then your anxiety caused you to spontaneously burst into flames. It did. It did. I did. That's what happened to me. Okay. I did. So (laughs) then we went to the ocean. It's so amazing. And we got there as the sun was setting. Yes. There's pictures on our page. Yes. And it was amazing. And it was amazing because, like, it hit me in that moment when he mentioned despair. That completely summed up for me what I had been feeling for about the entirety of 2019. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've been sad before, you know? Like, like everybody gets sad and we all go through stuff. But like 2019 was just a really kind of ugly year for me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was because stuff was happening to people I love. Stuff happened to me. 
my father's cancer returned for the third time. He went through some really difficult treatments to try to get rid of it. And praise God, he is in remission. We got a call that Finn needed an MRI because they wanted to rule out possible far down the road brain surgery because they were worried he had some type of anomaly in his brain that they would need to remove at Mm -hmm. some point. And then I felt um, despair and disempowerment in my relationship with church and like all these things, Finn turned seven Mm -hmm. and I felt like all these things just kind of crashed down on me at once and I couldn't name it. Like I, I could hold all these things separately and kind of look at them, but all together, like saying despair, I felt despair. Yeah. I was like, this is despair. And the monotony of navigating our system mm-hmm. that I think seeks to lift up, but equally hold down our children every day. Yes. Because the system has to be useful. And the only way they can do that is by keeping us like, oh, here's a little piece. Mm-hmm. Here's a little piece. Here's enough to keep you quiet. Right. You, you're, you know, we're, we have to exist. Our system has to exist. We need to be useful. So we're going to just keep your kid at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And you can't go above that certain level. Right. <sighs> that's a whole other episode it is a whole nother, I, I put that in my show notes that will be a whole other episode okay so I take this idea that it was what was wonderful was even though it was despair and it was this heavy feeling I took that with me to the ocean mm-hmm. and what was fantastic was that I had a name for it mm-hmm. and then it was kind of like the ocean came and took it and took it yeah and Do you know what it is? You felt God in that ocean. I did. You, I felt God drinking Oprah tequila. <laughs> I thought you were getting really. No, I'm dead serious. Are you? Yes. Okay. I felt God tell me, you know, that my anxiety tells me I can't do these things. I don't deserve these things. You don't deserve good things. But I'm sitting in a place I've always wanted to go with people I love, doing things that are hard for me. And I I did that. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but, like, it was literally so hard for me to even go. And then to let go and have fun was even harder. Like, God gave me, like, permission to not you know try to be all things to all people for two days and to go out and like invest some time in myself and do things I didn't think I could do and I think what I want people to hear listening right now is I want them to understand one we do have privileged resources and education absolutely we do and I recognize that yes my husband does well enough that I don't have to work and I well that's not true he we're right at that line Mm -hmm. right we are still in that camp where we're way closer to having emergencies and being homeless than we would ever be to being wealthy 
mm-hmm. considered wealthy. But we do have privileged resources and education. But I want other, I want people to hear this that, like, you don't have to go to LA for two days to experience what we did. It was like this divine thing that came, that happened. It all kind of came together. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, like how it all came together and how it all just fell into place and made sense. And like, if you put it out there in the universe, if you want this thing that that we found, if you want this joy, it's out there. It's just waiting for you to find it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to go to LA to find it. No. But there's very simple things that happened just in this setting of L.A. You stepped outside your comfort zone and you did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. I fangirled out and I did the damn thing. Yeah. And. And as much as you got out of it from Rob Bell, from your Tina Fey, mm-hmm. I really think that you put just as much out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I really think that your story helped change people. Mm-hmm. I hope it did. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing your transformation from Saturday to Wednesday. It's like, oh, girl, things are happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, like, this crazy energy now. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't talk about it, but, like, big things are happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Rob Bell said that you're a force. Oh, my God. And he's and he's right. Like I'm so glad that Rob Bell told you that, because I can tell you that all day long. Mm. But mm. you heard it mm. coming from him. And sometimes God put those puts those people in our lives so that you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear and feel the words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were a force before you got to LA, mm-hmm. and now you're like hurricane force. Category three, at least. I'm hurricane force, Tara. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. What I don't, can we, can we just stop there? I don't even know what to say. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let's take a deep breath. Can we talk about manifesting your dreams? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wrote down in the glory days planner. Mm -hmm. I got to take a picture of it. Thank you, Glory Days Planner. Go check out the Glory Days Planner. They're on Instagram, at Glory Days Planner, or at Glory Days. Promo code. Just kidding. We don't have a promo code. Yeah, I wish we did. (laughs) I wrote in that planner, I said, one of the goals. I can't say one of the goals, because I don't want to say it yet. But one of those goals has happened. Yep. It's coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down two months ago. Yeah. Because we had a meeting. Me and you had a meeting. And I said, okay, what are our crazy, insane, this will never happen, but I'm going to throw it out to the universe goals. And we're, and you told me what your goal was. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. But and it's, it's happening. But it's happening. It's happening. And I wrote it down and it's happening. Like what? People, listener family, if you're listening... Your joy is out there. It is waiting for you. I promise you. And I can say this in part because Sarah and I have both been to the deepest, darkest. Yeah. 
we've watched our children struggle in life and death. Yes. I think that's one of the deepest, darkest places. There are many deep, dark places. That's one category of deep, dark places. We have been there. Mm -hmm. We have watched our children struggle in life and death. And in those moments, if you came to me while I was watching Finn have a seizure, trying to fight for air, administering oxygen so his brain wouldn't be damaged. If you came to me and said, you know what? In a few years, this story will help other people. I would have been like, you're crazy. Make my kid better. I don't want any of this. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, February 2019 was Owen's last hospitalization. He was there because he tried to strangle himself with the belt. And was in full, full-blown psychosis. That was this, 12 months ago. I was literally fighting to keep my son alive. Today, he is thriving. Mm-hmm. And now you are thriving. And now I am thriving. Right. You know, today, today may be hard. It may be the worst day of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I've been where you are, Mm -hmm. but there is hope out there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what, when I got up at nine o'clock in the morning on Tuesday and I sat down with Rob Bell and he asked me questions and he made observations and 30 of my new friends asked questions and made observations, what he helped unlock was stuff that was already there. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're in the sound of our voice and you're looking to release yourself from the despair, what I have to tell you is that it just takes something to unlock it within you. It's already there. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the right circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe ask yourself some of these questions. Can you name, first of all, are you in despair? Can, can you even recognize that? Because I, I wasn't able to see that 50,000 foot view mm-hmm. until somebody else put a name on it. Mm-hmm. So first of all, ask yourself, am I in despair? Okay, yes. If I am in despair, can I name what that is? Because me putting names to it, like understanding about my dad's cancer and Finn's possible diagnosis and my disempowerment with church and um, Finn turning seven and feeling the monotony of caregiving. Like I was able to make that all concrete and visualize it and write it down. And that's kind of what helped me go, okay, this is what it is. I can name it. I can talk about it. I can own that story mm-hmm. and then I can move forward from it. Right. And you can use that story for good. Right. So am I in despair? What does my despair look like? What name, what story do I need to tell myself about that? And what might be the joy that's lurking just underneath that despair? And really what I came away with after the two days was I want to help move our special needs, autism, mental illness, mental health community. I want to help us move from survival mode to thriving Mm -hmm. like I took this journey 
I'm no longer in survival mode and I want everybody else, I want to invite everybody else to come with us to thrive. Yes. We don't have to be in survival mode anymore. But if you are in survival mode, we will sit in the dark with you. Absolutely. You know, if you are literally just trying to make it through the day, there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. We have been there. We'll be there again. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a peak right now. We'll mm-hmm. definitely be in a valley again. That's just the nature of mental illness. It's just how things are. Um, but we just, we really want to be a source of hope for you. And, um, I don't know. We just, it's okay to do what you have to do to get through the day. That's totally fine. I was there for years. You were there for years, but it's also okay to want more. It's okay to work to get to the other side. And when you are on the other side, you'll look back and think, oh my God, how did I do that? Mm-hmm. But also, I did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you'll help someone else. Mm-hmm. You'll sit in the dark with that person. That's our goal. That's my goal. So you talked about that before? That's my I goal, think right? I love it. <laughs> So we went, I went through these two days. Um, I think at some point I'll do another episode specifically about like some of the questions and some of the observations that I got in my own personal story. Um, but can we talk about one more? Cause, okay. I just want to make sure we covered all our stuff. We covered, um, hold on. Where's my list? We covered... Okay, we covered Oprah tequila, mm-hmm. photography. Mm-hmm. Sarah took a bunch of amazing pictures. A comedy club, Rob Bell, Mama Bears, a new grandfather, the freaking ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really talk about the comedy club. We went to the Laugh Factory. Well, and, saw... and the comedy club was also the improv. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. We went to the Laugh Factory. <laughs> yeah, well, we went to the Laugh Factory and saw Joel McHale Who and is... Doug Benson. Can we talk about Joel McHale for just he one second so to it. wrap this up? <laughs> we were very close to him. We were. He has some major definition. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Do you he, think he'd come on the show? He works out. Yeah, he does. Like a lot, <laughs> like Hugh Jackman workout kind of thing. I didn't realize that. I thought he was just like a skinny geek, but ah, uh, girl, <laughs> no. Okay. The only thing we didn't cover was the, the dream we manifested. <laughs> Are you talking about the the concert? Yeah. Okay. So this is the end of our episode today. This is the story. We we went from. Zero expect. We went from anxiety to zero expectations to doing the damn thing, mm-hmm. moving outside of our comfort zone, letting go of the despair, and we found freaking joy in a Prince tribute concert with a gardener. What's the gardener? What are you talking about? Levi. Oh, oh. he's a farmer. He's a. He's a farmer, gardener, food person. 
And he's if he'll listen to this, he'd probably be like, oh, great. I'm so excited that they included me in their story. Okay. But he's also like, he has a TED Talk, and he like is this super... <laughs> Like we're in the, I'm in the back seat and he's like, blah, 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 smart words. And I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> so let's just talk for a second. Uh, the Grammys were in town on the day we flew in on Sunday. Two days later, the Grammys wanted to do a tribute concert to Prince because, oh, by the way, four years in April, he will have been dead, which makes me sad. Yeah. And Levi came in on that Tuesday morning to the Rob Bell conference and was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to a Prince tribute concert. The Foo Fighters will be there. And I went, excuse me? And fell on the floor. <laughs> and he's like, you should get tickets and come with me. And I went, uh, yeah. And then I called you in the bathroom from the improv. So you call me and you're like, hey, do you want to go to this Grammys Prince tribute concert? And I said, no. <laughs> you didn't. I love how you didn't say no, but you were just kind of like, okay. <laughs> and you were like, the Foo Fighters will be there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, we'll go. You're like, well, I'm not really excited about the Prince. Like, music. I'm not a huge Prince person. No, you're person. not. That's okay. But I said Foo Fighters and you were like, okay, we'll go. So they killed it, by the way. All day long, we try to get these tickets. And all the, day. And the freaking website app thing doesn't work we called we called we we were talking to the people at the convention center we're like we're really sad we don't have tickets they're like we're sorry we can't help you right what happened so you're like whatever we're getting tickets so we go to the convention center which is next to the staples center Mm -hmm. uh and you're like please we need tickets and they're like we can't help you try StubHub, and we're like no we've tried everything all day long we can't get tickets only ones we could find were like 200 bucks and finally you were like okay i guess we're not we're not going it's it's i mean it's fine it's fine like we'll just go out to dinner like it's fine like we're in l it's fine it's fine don't worry about it and then i was like i'm gonna check one more thing it's starting like people are walking in right very fancy, by the way. Very fancy. Very, and I had on like leggings. Like sequined evening gowns. <laughs> I had on leggings and a t-shirt. Yes, you did. That was it. Go ahead. So I get on. I'm going to try one more time. And I got his two tickets for $38 30 Not even the fact that you got us tickets to a Prince tribute concert with the Foo Fighters. And John Legend and Beck and like. So many people. Maya Rudolph. Girl. Girl. But the fact that the tickets were $38. Awesome seats. Amazing seats. So fun. Okay. So we walk into the concert. John Legend is in all his John Legend glory singing Nothing Compares to You. To me. We locked eyes. Did you? In my mind. And he didn't have a shirt on underneath his... I just like... Okay. John Legend was there and he's saying nothing compares to you. Did I mention that? It was amazing. Oh it my was God. so awesome. So like, I'm like, okay, don't like Prince, whatever. He's, I like him. He's fine. Whatever. Right. Um, but like, it was so much fun. Foo Fighters came on and did two songs. <sighs> they were so good. And then what happened, Sarah? And then, <laughs> and then, oh girl. <sighs> and then. 
Fred Armisen stands up <laughs> and says words, and I'm like, oh my god, Fred Armisen is you, on stage. You started to climb me at that I d- point. I did. Because I thought you were going to start like hopping up the road. I wanted to. To get towards the front of the stage. And then he's like, and here to sing is my best friend. Maya freaking Rudolph comes out on stage. And I I really don't, don't know what happened next. I think I blocked out. You were climbing me still. I like a cat. freaked out. <laughs> I was so excited. And she killed it. She was, on, she was awesome. She was on fire. Yeah. So then at the very end, um, they're... They were like, they had everyone come out on stage and they sang one more song and they're like, everyone just go forward. Like a bunch of people left. They're like, go forward. And I'm standing next to the stage. I'm dragging you with me. You're not coming. I'm you like, whatever, I'm going. I'm like, I'm not pretty enough to be this close to I the stage. I don't care. So I'm standing next to the stage. Maya Rudolph is 10 feet from me. And I'm like, what is this life? Like, what is happening to me right now? And the cameras are there and they like put a camera on my face and I'm like crying and... So everybody, what your your homework assignment is, mark your calendars for April and watch the CBS Grammy Tribute Prince concert and you might see Sarah losing her mind yes. over Maya Rudolph being 10 feet away from her. I just... So we kept it... <laughs> we kept yelling... Our, like, theme all day was manifest your dreams. <laughs> like, every time the app was like, no, we cannot process your order, one of us would say manifest your dreams. So then when we finally got our tickets, I scream yelled, manifest your dreams, really loudly. <laughs> we made friends with all the security guys at we the did. checkpoint. We were like, can you believe this? They're like, oh, my God, you got in. <laughs> they were so proud of us. They were very they were very happy for both of us, I think. It was just, I don't know, it was just one of those things I'll always remember. I'm like, I am here with my friend in LA watching my heroes. There goes my hero, my Rudolph. I think, I think this is a, a good place to, to pause in our LA story. I have a feeling we're going to figure out a way to weave this story into the rest of our podcast episodes for the year. Yeah, um, we haven't got to noodle tears. We haven't. <laughs> oh my god! There's so much we haven't you covered. Said noodle tears. <laughs> the weirdest Uber driver of all time. Hey fingers. <laughs> it's a weird day. We will have to. I can't believe you said noodle tears. <laughs> we will have to share that story another time because we are out of time. So, um, everybody, thank you for listening to our beautiful uh, story about L.A. We had all of you in our hearts there with us. I'm so glad you, you came on this journey with us. We are truly humbled and grateful that you guys listen and that you decide to come back for more because we do this because we want to share with you, the people who listen and we're just really grateful and humbled that we get to do this. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Next time you can all come with us. Yeah. We'll all just everybody will get on a plane and we'll all go to L.A. Um, so do you have anything else? Is that it? 
I'm I'm good. I'm just looking up Airbnbs. Okay. Sarah's planning our next trip back to LA. <laughs> and um, that's the end. So just remember, um, here is to the complexity in our journeys, the highs and lows. May those who observe us do so with compassion, especially for our amazing kiddos. I'm so glad we went. Me too. We had the best time. I'm still, I'm glad that we're still friends. I'm glad that we're still friends too. (laughs) All right. All right, guys. Take care.